Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast, where you can learn everything you need to know about sustainable and ESG investing from leaders in the field. My name is Paul Ellis, and I'm your host for these programs about developments in this fast-growing industry. Listeners, are you ready to save 10 to 20% on transportation costs while investing in green infrastructure? The $1 trillion infrastructure bill that was recently passed by the U.S. Senate allocates $1.4 billion to electric vehicle subscription programs. My guest today, Tiger Wood, the Director of ESG and Sustainability for Gravitas Infinitum, will talk about what this means to the future of low-carbon transportation and the use of green bonds to fund it. Hello, Tyler, and welcome to the Sustainable Finance Podcast. Thanks, Paul. Pleasure to be here. I'm really glad you could join us today. We've got some interesting topics that your company is investing in and working on to talk about. And the first is that the the corporate green bond market is growing fast as issuers like Gravitas Infinitum raise capital for clean and renewable energy technologies that are part of the low-carbon economy infrastructure. Tell us how your firm will use the proceeds from the $100 million green bond capital that you're raising to fund one of your projects, which is called T4L. And why don't you begin by telling us what T4L is all about? Sure. T4L stands for Transportation for Life. And uh, the world is transitioning from car ownership to car usership. And it's happening at an incredible pace. We're seeing it in other organizations, other countries. And um, and basically, uh, from what we're doing with T4L is it's one company, one payment, and includes everything. So a lot of the people that are out there um, dealing with, um, you know, they're going to get a new car. What are they going to, they're going to have to go to the dealership. They have to have a whole new uh, insurance package. They got to go to the registry. It's the time commitment and brain damage around the transferring of from car to car, to car, to car, every couple of years, it's incredibly stressful. Um, and so what we did was we just took all the brain damage out of it, allowed them to have a car delivery with white glove service, uh, includes the charging, includes insurance, uh, includes all the maintenance, and uh, and it's great for individuals and families that want to you know accelerate towards um, an electric vehicle for either one or several members of a family. Um, but we're also finding that uh, companies, for you know salespeople and executives, the companies want to satisfy their own internal ESG goals, and they're getting fleets of uh, electric vehicles for their sales team and their executives. And we make it easier for them to do that because it takes all the headache out of it. And, um, and then it customizes those, those cars for those individuals. And we never sell the car. We keep it to the end of its life. And we actually, at the very end of its life, we'll, um, you know, we'll recycle all the materials. So we're, we're a big believer in, in sustainability and the circular economy. So it's a fully recycled lease arrangement, essentially. Is that yeah, what it's it a is? little bit more of a lease uh, than than you typically would have imagined? Because a, a lease doesn't cover necessarily 
um, you know, charging or doesn't include your insurance. So uh, because we're as a fleet owner, we can cover everybody within the organization with every subscriber, we can provide them a way better insurance coverage with far less of a premium. And so there's a tremendous savings that is translated to the you know monthly subscriber rates uh, that are typically 10 to 20% cheaper than you would otherwise going out if you were buying, financing, or leasing a vehicle. And you mentioned that this is focused on passenger cars. Uh, I've uh, I've been reading and hearing a lot of stories recently about um, fleets of delivery vehicles that are uh, where companies are going to the the EV um, charging approach and and building out fleets of of electric vehicle uh, trucks, delivery trucks, etc. Yeah. Uh, are you going to be in that part of the market at all? We'll, we'll be in that part of the market. And we also, we're working with not only Tesla, uh, but also Porsche and Nissan. So in Porsche's case, we had a whole bunch of people reaching out to us and it's a different market. Um, and so we have a, another division, T4L uh, Lux, uh, that really satisfies nor towards the, the high end of the electric vehicle market. And then uh, T4L really satisfying the bulk of, of, of consumer demand with um, a <clears throat> not only fleet deliveries for large companies, but I think what's going to happen is that they're going to need to do this in a uh, is, is in a, in as efficient way as possible. And, and T4L essentially allows people to, to do that in a way that not only from a business to consumer, business to business, but also from a standpoint of business to government. So as I understand the, uh, the, the, the structure of this green bond mm -hmm. uh, that Gravitas Infinitum is issuing, Tyler, mm -hmm. this, the T4L program is going to be part of that, um, how you're going to be using the proceeds. Give us some details about the other types of circular economy projects that your firm will de be developing with the capital that you raise from issuing this green bond? Sure. And that's a great question, Paul. Thank you for asking. Um, <clears throat> Gravitas Infinitum is an impact holding company and T4L is a, is, is a, a fantastic uh, subsidiary uh, company that we've really uh, love. Uh, Carbatura is the other uh, project that we've been spending several years in development. And Carbatura uh, means carbon capture in Latin. Um, <clears throat> it was recently selected as the 2021 world's top 50 most innovative new companies out of 130 plus countries. Congratulations. And thank you. It's, uh, it's really exciting what's going on there because <clears throat> this really moves the needle for the transition for, from a hydrocarbon-based economy into a biocarbon-based economy. And we really have to think thoroughly about supply chains and what everything we do and make are made of. And um, Carbatura, um, basically through high-density vertical farms, uh, growing the biomass necessary to break down into um, bio nanomaterials, including our trademarked graphene. And I don't know if you've gone down that road, but uh, graphene is 
uh, won a Nobel Peace Prize for its discovery about 11 years ago. Uh, it was discovered about 12, 20 years ago. Uh, but in any case, it's 200 times stronger than steel, 450% more efficient than lithium, and about 1,000% more conductive than copper. So if you could imagine um, the raw materials for the next stage of modern civilization being mined out of the atmosphere, uh, it really makes you think differently about how we um, have had a linear extractive economy uh, in relationship to this planet and its effect. So we have to think differently on how we source our supplies, um, how they're made, and what they go into. Um, you know, it's really going to be uh, a game changer uh, from how that is uh, adopted and that speed to scale around the world. But we're building our first facility out of the proceeds of the green bond uh, down in West Southwest Florida. Mm -hmm. And we have several locations identified as we scale, uh, not only around uh, the state of Florida, but also we've had people reach out from around the world um, looking to license and franchise this these facilities. And then we have an op option for people to do that as well, similar to what would be like a Coca-Cola bottling uh, uh, licensing type of arrangement. Hmm. Now, my exposure to graphene has been in relation to the development of um, storage batteries, where graphene is used as opposed to other types of um, um, precious metals, I guess, that, and it's a much more effective way and gives a much longer life cycle to the battery, as I understand it. But let me, I've also, in the last year, participated on some panels where people were talking about carbon capture and storage into building infrastructure materials like bricks, like um, like steel, for example, all of these different ways that we can literally now, uh, through technology, take carbon out of the air, as you suggested, and embed it for the long term, essentially the way Mother Nature has done in the rock that makes up our planet uh, all over the world, right? Is, I mean, is it similar to that price process from a physics and chemistry it's, standpoint? Yeah, very similar. I mean, uh, we can even process our uh, atmospherically derived carbon and, um, and, and create uh, bio diamonds out of it as well. So right. you think of the industry of, of uh, industrial diamonds, this is a very um, intensive, carbon-intensive process of, of getting all of those, and we can basically produce that as well. Um, there's a, a variety of outputs that Carbatura essentially allows us to have output vectors, because we didn't want to necessarily be pigeonholed into a single output vector. So uh, think about um, uh, cellulosic nanocrystals, which you can essentially turn into a bioplastic, and then cellulosic nanofibrils, uh, which you can use for our textiles and our shirts, and also for paper and packaging and uh, a lot of applications for. Um, so we really have uh, a few dozen very high value output potentials, and we really wanted to focus not necessarily as a kaleidoscope, of beautiful things that we can create for the next stage of modern civilization, but also just focusing in on graphene because we think that graphene is a real game changer 
for the way we build um, build things, not only for concrete, but also for alloys, uh, relativity spaces, 3D printing, the fuselages and engines for their spacecraft. Um, you know, and graphene incorporated in that would make it lighter and stronger. Right. Uh, graphene right. incorporated into cement would make the cement lighter and stronger. Um, and just, you don't need to use a lot. Um, and even graphene in the use of making solar panels can make solar panels 40% more efficient. Hmm. So there's a lot of exciting applications for this. And, and it's even uh, looked at as a, as a, a critical rare earth element, um, even though we don't necessarily have to go into the earth to mine the graphite to exfoliate the single layers of graph of graphene off of that graphite, we can literally just pull it out of the atmosphere and um, and have similar to like a, a almost opposite of of a oil well. You have in an oil well, you have proven reserves and the decline rate, but with with us, we have unlimited proven reserves, you know, obviously pulling that carbon out of the atmosphere and we have zero decline rate. Hmm. So we're creating multi-generational value for wherever these facilities are built and they're designed to last several generations. Um, so we're creating more value than just dollars and cents. Well, that makes a lot of sense for investors to take a, a look at and uh, we'll we'll depend on your gravitas carbatura scientists to do the physics and uh, the chemistry side of it all. But I also wanted to ask you about gravitas infinitum's uh, focus on the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals because your company is very specific about which goals will be incorporated into, for example the use of proceeds from the green bond that you're issuing on a project-by-project -project basis. So when you look at that kind of social and environmental impact focus, what kind of support does that provide to investors and financial advisors in your experience who are considering your technologies and interested in deploying capital with your firm? Sure. Uh, well, that's a great question. And uh, from the standpoint of, of this United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, we had a assessment um, done, an initial assessment done um, across all 17 global goals. And we scored a 96.8% um, out of 100. And the average benchmark in the United States is 37%. So we're essentially viewed as kind of the pinnacle of this sustainable development push uh, that is being um, kind of messaged across all 193 uh, nations that signed on to the United Nations. And so it's, it's a way for people to develop businesses to create not only value, but values that are beyond just that dollars and cents. Um, I don't think GDP measures your state of well-being. <laughs> and I think that the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals go further on than just 
talking about the GDP of a country. You don't wake up in the morning and say, I can't wait to just participate in a GDP. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have any connection to you. And it's a horrible metric. Right. Um, you know, if, you know, China's GDP may be phenomenal, but they have to like put nets around their factories for people, you know, from committing suicide. Right. So there's there's another level of value that we can overlay, and it doesn't have to be at the expense of profitability. Right. And um, and that's really where we focus, where we find ourselves at the sweet spot of both profitability and sustainability. You know, uh, Tyler, I'm on the advisory board for Ethical Markets Media, and its founder, Hazel Henderson, is really one of the, the original pioneers in this whole idea and approach to doing business where there's powerful and important social uh, as well as environmental returns beyond, as well as uh, financial returns for investors. So I'm really glad that your firm is engaging in that way. Um, and your impact report summary for the Gravitas Infinitum Green Bond gives specific expected CO2 emissions reduction and CO2 capture calculations. Can you give us an, a layman's expl explanation of what these calculations are based on? Sure. That's a great question, too, because I see a lot of things getting flown around. Um, <clears throat> for us, we uh, looked at um, two things, both one from, from the standpoint of uh, Carbatura uh, being a high density biofactory that captures up to 360 tons of carbon out of the atmosphere every day. And we know that just from the amount of biomass grown over the period, uh, you know, and of that biomass, we know that 46% of that is, is captured atmospheric carbon. Um, and so from the standpoint of the bond, we looked at the 20 year timeframe um, and included both the carbon, ca carbon capture of Carbatura, but also the carbon avoidance of, of an electric vehicle. Now, every subscription to an electric vehicle is the equivalent of not emitting 10,000 pounds of CO2 every year into the atmosphere. So we have a metric of how much exhaust is coming out and how many emissions uh, are per vehicle per year on average. Uh, but Carbatura is a new animal. And so we really wanted to measure specifically from a mass balancing kind of perspective, how much actual physical carbon would be you know, captured in the biomass. And over that 20-year uh, time frame, just as a as a model standpoint for that bond, was is the equivalent to about 45 million tons of carbon emissions captured or avoided, and that is at a cost of one tenth of one penny per pound. Hmm. So uh, it's quite an exciting, um, you know. You see a lot of companies out there that are capturing carbon, and it's mathematically it's not adding up. And they're, they're scratching their heads. How do we make this profitable? Well, Carbatura is really breaks the mold in that regard because uh, we're capturing carbon and we're not having to just bury it under the ground or under the ocean. We're creating high value nanomaterials out of it that are necessary to build the next stage of modern civilization as we shift from a linear extractive to a circular regenerative economy. 
and it, I want to talk about that circularity too, especially when it comes to impact measurements. Um, we have an evolution of our Carbatura facility that not only um, you know captures carbon, but it can be uh, plastic waste can be used as a fuel source and can eliminate up to 80,000 tons of plastic waste a year. So, uh, you know, cities are choking on plastic waste right now. And the other problem is water and water quality. And because we have high density vertical farms, uh, this is essentially a bioremediation from all of the root systems in this hydroponic facility. So it can bioremediate 13 million gallons of water a day. So it's, it's <clears throat> generating a lot of impact um, from a, uh, from an environmental standpoint, uh, from a from a cash flow standpoint, we're producing extremely high value raw materials with eighty percent margins. So there's not a lot of things out there that have all of those impacts and all of those features all combined into one. That's probably why uh, a video about us in the earlier summer went completely viral, and then. It was about two months later that we were, you know, selected as the world's top 50 most innovative new companies out of like, you know, thousands of companies in 130 plus countries. So it was a nice kind of pat on the shoulder for, you know, uh, you know, a great plan. And so now it's time to kind of package it up for all of the people that have been talking the talk. Um, now it's time to walk the walk. And they're getting a green bond that not only can they make significant amounts of return for themselves, but have a tremendous impact. And we'll be reporting that impact on a quarterly basis going forward. Tyra, there's an awful lot to keep track of within your, your, your company's initiatives. And we haven't even really talked about the specifics of this bond issuance. We'll have to come back to that at another time in another program. But why don't you get, tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you uh, and find out more about the projects that are going on at Gravitas Infinitum and Gravitas Corporatura. Sure, absolutely. Um, well, you can reach out to me um, Tyler at Gravitas Infinitum and or you can go to gravitasinfinitum.com. Uh, there is a, also a series of great videos that talks about uh, Carbatura um, on carbatura.com. And then the transportation for life is a very simple email. I mean, very simple web address, T, the number four and L dot me, T4L.me. And um, there's all kinds of exciting things there as well. So uh, you can also find us on LinkedIn, uh, social media, all the, all the typical avenues. Uh, I spend a lot more time on LinkedIn than uh, you know, Facebook or any of that stuff. Uh, I really focus on, uh, on LinkedIn because I think that's really where a lot of business people go to uh, network with like-minded professionals, and uh, I get a lot more satisfaction with the um, with the content as well. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Um, so, thanks again, Tyler Wood, Director of ESG and Sustainability at Gravitas Infinitum, and to our listeners, please join us again for another episode in a couple of weeks. I'm Paul Ellis, your host for the Sustainable Finance Podcast. Music.